coming up on today's swim episode. That you can take very different styles or different genres and create a brand new following or brand new way of thinking about things. And it just allows for a brand new vein of creativity. Oddly enough, I was looking at uh, a video from another. This is Swim Success with Music. Yo, what up, music fam? This is Walt, and this is Success with Music, the Swim podcast. This is a podcast for singers, songwriters, beat makers, music students. Hey, we are about the music life. So as we get into the show today, I want to point out that uh, I decided to take a break and I'm out and about. uh, So you will hear some ambient noise here from nature, maybe a few cars going by uh, because, again, I decided to take my um, audio recorder with me and, uh, yeah, just record outside the office for a change. So, yeah, I wanted to get to it today and offer some content. Specifically, I want to talk about being in that place where you're kind of stuck with ideas. Maybe you're you're kind of frozen in terms of just creativity or, I don't know, hit a plateau, that type of thing, and how to potentially overcome it. So it will be a short episode today, but I do believe that the things that we will discuss will be helpful for you. And one of the biggest tips that I can offer for breaking out of stagnation from a creative standpoint is to check out our Swim Master Melody course. This is a sponsored item that we provide for you, but I do believe it has a lot of value. So again, it's a Swim Master Melody course. You can check out more details over at our main site, which is successwithmusic.com. There's some details about taking your melody to the next level because if you think about it every powerful song no matter the genre no matter the country no matter the artist no matter the the style it all is about that powerful melody so yeah the swim master melody course is a phenomenal investment but let's talk about some of the free tips that i have for you today tips that will help you break out of that place of stagnation so yeah let's get to it all right so i wanted to talk about figuring out a way to to really help spur on some creativity a lot of us you know we sit down in the studio or we sit down to write or or however you, you you go about the creation process you can find that your mind is closing in on you ideas are not really coming out as you want them to 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 happen or you may feel that you know, you're stuck doing the same things over and over again. For me, when I have those experiences, I feel like every song is the same. All the lyrics are the same. And it's kind of frustrating. And it also, I don't know, maybe it's like a self-feeding problem, meaning when you start to feel less creative or you start to feel stuck, that same feeling creates more of the same. So it's like this circular thing. And often what it takes is just being able to have something that will break that stagnation, break that writer's block, break that cycle of um, non-creative sessions that you may be experiencing when uh, trying to, to make some music. And I thought about this the other day. So we in the Western system, we operate on a 12-tone system. So in other words, if you whip out your guitar or you hop on your MIDI controller, your keyboard, whatever, if you start playing notes 
on your instrument in succession, you know, fret by fret by fret or, you know, key by key on the piano. After you play 12 notes, you're back at, you're, you're repeating notes essentially. So the point is, if you think about it, this, this is a pretty deep thought in my mind. All Western music, or I shouldn't say all Western music, the vast majority, 99 probably percent of all Western music, it's based on the 12-tone system. So in other words, there are only so many chords, so many keys, so many chord progressions that one can uh, use before you have to use them again. And so to me, that is, I don't know, it feels very restricting when you think about the tools or the foundation that we have to start with. So I don't know, maybe you don't feel restricted or constrained by the 12-tone system, but a lot of the popular music that we consume, I would say it it all falls within that system. When I say popular music, I I mean like popular country, uh, popular rock, rap, electronic dance, whatever. It all, in my mind, fits under the pop category because most people listen to these styles of music. Sure, you can have your ultra creative, ambient 12-minute songs. Those things are really not the norm. So when I say pop music, things that you will normally listen to in rotation or in a playlist on Spotify or Apple or whatever. So anyhow, those are my thoughts about why we can sometimes be restricted. Again, that may not be your hangup, but it's still a reality. Beyond that, man, I want to just talk about ways to to really uh, freshen things up from a creative standpoint. All right, let's get into those tips. All right, so let me start with uh, tip number one, and I'll bring up tip number one by way of a story I had. So I was, I, I'm in the office the other day, and one of the other uh, guys, he was asking me about this, um, this music that apparently emerged uh, from someone's hidden vault from like decades ago. The long story short is it was some music from the 70s that they put up on uh, Spotify recently, and apparently it's it's been lost for many years and it was like this whole huge album kind of this groovy sound like way back in the day he sent me the artist uh, name of the album name like hey Walt check this out and I'm like yeah you know I'll give it a few spins and just kind of you know see what it's all about and when I was listening to it quite frankly I wasn't really digging the genre that much but you know I sat and listened to it and as I was listening to it I was just you know observing like the composition they had some atonal things going on in terms of vocals. I was listening to just like the mixing of it, the instrumentation, just the ambient room. Because back in those days, they weren't using digital, man. They were just straight up using just, you know, your analog and acoustic uh, stuff. And as I was listening to it, it just started to to spur on some some new ideas. I'm like, oh, you know what? This is really not the style of music that I would write in or produce in, but just some of the the uh, the instrument choices and um, placement choices in terms of instrumentation, in terms of uh, you know the, the the panning and things like that, it started to spur on some brand new ideas. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of digging you know the, some of the vibe that was on the music. The point is by simply listening to other styles of music, styles that I'm not that invested in. It started to help me to become, in that moment, more creative than before. So let me give you a, a, a modern day or present day example. Right now, there's this song out there called Old Town Road, right? Many of you guys have heard of it with Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. 
a very interesting song. It's getting a lot of play out there. Why? Because there's this mashup between hip hop, rap, trap, and country, right? So traditionally, rap, trap, country, they have been at opposite ends of the universe from a creative standpoint. Even audience-wise, very, very different people who consume uh, these types of genres. But I mentioned way back on episode number two, and this is like one of our first episodes, Songwriting Secrets from Nashville, I mentioned me going down to Nashville, talking with a major record exec, and at that time, he was kind of like a prophet. He was saying, listen, the future of music, the new wave of music will be these mashups, these these crossovers between different genres. And sure enough, Old Town Road is proving it, that you can take very different styles or different genres and create a brand new following or brand new way of thinking about things. And it just allows for a brand new vein of creativity. Oddly enough, I was looking at uh, a video from another guy that I follow uh, from a different uh, style of music. He was sitting down doing uh, an interview and I really like this guy, respect this guy quite a bit. He's just an, a creative like monster. I mean, he's a beast. And lo and behold, what is he talking about? Country. And I'm like, what? This guy, his style is nowhere near country at all. But he's giving this long interview about how he started to delve into country and to, to really just take in the, the, the style and how he's begun to take in the, the overall genre and just the understanding, the feel and kind of where some of the origins of some of these things have come from and the storytelling. The point is, this guy is trying to, to bring in some of the feel from this other genre into what he's doing. The point being is I'm not necessarily pointing you to country per se, but what I am telling you is that in order to be more creative, sometimes you have to take a very big departure from what you're doing right now to really start to get uh, the vantage point, get the view or get the the insight from musicians from other genres, those who are proficient, hopefully, in those other genres. And when you do this, you can find yourself being a lot more creative in the the areas in which you produce in. Not that you're going to bring those styles over into what you're doing, but just seeing things from a different vantage point will really help you become very creative. The problem with a lot of us is when we produce or write in a certain genre, we start to follow those in that same genre. And you've seen it before. A lot of times people are using the same types of snares, the same type of processing, the same type of vocalization, or the same types of patterns, all following the same overall theme, if you will. Sure, there are going to be those folks within that genre that stand out, and those are the ones getting the Grammys and getting the awards or whatever, but you'll realize within that genre, there are a lot of copycats. There are a lot of duplicates. And you wind up with people who don't really seem very creative within the genre because everyone, again, is following the same pattern. And I'm not saying that this is a universal true, but I'm sure that you've seen it happen quite a bit if you just do any level of observation. All right, so that's my, my first tip for you. To make it simple, Go observe music from other genres, completely different genres. Next tip for you. I would try to go about the songwriting process in a very different order. Let me explain that better because I don't think I said it well. When I sat, sit down to create music, I'm more of a keyboard player first. 
So when I sit down to create music, I'm typically starting with chord structure. I'll start creating. So I'll sit down and I'll use the chords that I typically will play. And then from there, I'll have my chords, then I'll create my bass line, and then I'll create a drum track. And then around that, I'll create some lyrics. And I've done this for a number of years. And I find that when I create in this way, a lot of times my music can kind of go into one big bucket, meaning it typically will have my style, but sometimes I want to break out from my style because I want to be different. I, I don't want to be stagnant. But if I'm starting the creative process with the same order all the time, chords, bass, drums, in my instance, the music sounds the same. So what I've done is I'll challenge myself. I'll start backwards. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start with the melody. And again, if you want to create a great melody, please check out our Master Melody course. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I developed that, um, that, that learning system is to really nail that part of it. But that aside, I will force myself to start with the melody. And then I'll jump into maybe chord structure or maybe the beat. But I will force myself to do something that I don't normally do. And that reordering of the creative process causes me to go about the songwriting in a very, very different way. And I wind up getting a very different sound. Now, I alluded to it a few minutes ago. Um, I sometimes I'm guilty of just using the same keys. For instance, I'm pretty proficient in playing in the key of E flat. I'm pretty proficient in playing in the key of C. I can play in all the keys, but... I can just flow a lot better when I'm sitting down. I don't have to think a lot when I'm playing in those keys. So in order to kind of break out of stagnation, I would start in a completely different key that I don't normally produce in. Hey, I'm going to play in the key of B today, or I'm going to play in the key of G flat. Just creating in a different key sometimes will be the, the thing that causes your creative process to be different. Because if you're, again, very proficient in playing in a particular key, the new key will cause you to maybe think a bit more about your chord choices or your fingering if you're playing, you know, guitar or, or piano. And many of you know this already, but new keys have different sounds. And I know that is obvious for most of us, but one music trainer mentioned to me that using different keys is like using different colors. So if you have, you know, your, I don't know, a room that you're decorating in your apartment or your house, yeah, you can have all white and black, you know, furniture and curtains and stuff like that. You know, you can go to a different room and have a completely different color scheme like yellow, blue or green or pink or what have you. And that's what's happening when you choose different keys for your music. Choosing different keys, it's like choosing different colors. So force yourself to use different colors when creating your music and that will inherently bring about new ways of going about the creation process. So again, to, to make this very concise, just try to do things in a different key or reorder the way you write or produce and you just may find that you have brand new ideas. Next tip, if I were you, I would seek out new motifs, maybe new scales or maybe new chord progressions. And this is similar to the previous point, but I want to go a little further into detail. And this fair warning, I'm going to get into just a bit of music theory, but I believe that having some of these new things at your disposal, again, motifs, different modes, maybe different scales, different chord progressions, it will allow for you to have just a different way of going about the creative process. So let me, again, illustrate this by way of a story. I was stuck 
in, in terms of just finding new ideas. So I was out poking around the internet just looking at some music-related stuff, and I came across um, a scale that I never, ever, ever heard of in my entire life. I've been at this for many, many, many years. I've heard of minor scales. I've heard of major scales. I've heard of pentatonic scales and whatever. The list goes on. But I came across something called the octatonic scale, octatonic and I'm like, what in the world is that? And you can look this up. Just Google it. Oct, like octave, octatonic, octatonic, <laughs> octatonic scale. So this scale is a series of notes, eight notes, not seven. And each note, as you play them, you will alternate between a half step and a whole step. So you'll play one, half step two, whole step three, half step four. And that's how the pattern goes. Or you can reverse it. You can do the opposite of just what I mentioned. So you can swap out the half step for the whole step. If that's confusing, again, if you Google it, it would be, it will make a lot of sense. The point is, when I stumbled across this scale, it forced me to look at music very differently. And then, of course, I jumped online and looked at a few YouTube videos about the octatonic scale. And as I sat and played around with it, I'm like, oh, you know what? The chords that are called for within this particular scale or mode or however you want to define it, they're very different than the typical major scale or minor scale. So I wound up one day just for fun creating like this cinematic um, piece of music due to the sound of the chords that uh, had to be present given these weird spacing of the notes uh, for this particular scale. This, this was a pretty cool endeavor and it really caused me to stretch from a, a creative standpoint. And now it's something that I use as a way of creating, again, this cinematic type of sound. So again, the lesson is try to find something new out there then use that as the basis for your creation. Meaning, you know, a different mode, like a Dorian mode or Aeolian or octatonic, as I mentioned, or try to create a song that maybe have more complex chords. For instance, if you're always using your basic triad, meaning like a C, E, G, maybe play around with making that, and that was a C major chord, maybe play around with a C2 chord, play around with a C9 chord or a C11 or... The point is, I want you to take what you know and go just a bit further than where you have before. And you may find that going further, exploring new chords, new modes, new scales, that these things will open up a brand new mindset. Oh, and you know what? While I'm thinking about it, I'm going to throw in a bonus tip for you. If you're looking to really break the, the cycle of stagnation, go take lessons. Go take music lessons. Now, please hang with me here and hear me out. Maybe you feel that you're proficient with the uh, the instrument that you play. What I want you to do is not just take a lesson, music lesson or music lessons, but go take lessons in a brand new instrument. That's really what I, that's really the bonus tip. So for instance, I mentioned that I'm pretty proficient with uh, piano or playing the keyboard. I could go take music lessons at this stage in my life. I don't think it would hurt. But what I've done recently is I've enrolled in guitar lessons. And I've played guitar 
for many years as well, but not as proficient as the keyboard. So me taking guitar from a guy that's really, really proficient at playing the guitar, when he's explaining certain things, it's just opening my mind up to new ways of doing things. In fact, while I've been studying the guitar, I came across something called the Egyptian scale. I'm like, eh... I've heard of the minor scale, like the melodic minor scale, but this Egyptian scale was a bit different than the ones that I knew on the piano. So just by me jumping into playing the guitar and using this Egyptian scale, I'm like, oh, you know what? This is a different way of going about playing something. Now, I'm not sure personally if I would use the Egyptian scale in any of my music, but by virtue of me getting into the guitar, I was introduced to a new musical motif, a a motif that I certainly don't use on a regular basis, but it just allowed me to see a broader view of the music world. So if you can, go out and take some music lessons. And this is not for the purpose of you being a virtuoso in a brand new instrument. It's simply for the sake of you being introduced to a different way of going about creating music. Who knows, you may discover a secret talent for another instrument. And I'm telling you, this will have huge benefits, not only for the music creation process, but also from a producing standpoint. So I was out recently with some guys doing some music and a guy strolled in with his guitar. You know, he set it up and started playing and we're going through some different songs and chords and things like that. And for whatever reason, he was struggling with a couple of the chords. And I'm not that proficient on guitar, but I'm like, hey, you know what? You may want to just put your hand here and go with this note or go with this uh, version of the chord or this inversion. And automatically, I felt like I started to have more value overall because I've been taking lessons. Again, I'm not that sweet with the guitar, but just me going into that, it gave me a different view of the creation process to the point where when I'm producing people who are playing guitar, I can actually have a bit more input on that process. Hopefully that makes sense, man. And um, you know what? If you do these things, you will be more proficient at the music game. And most certainly you will break out of that place of stagnation and just having writer's block. You will have new ideas. Hey, so make sure you subscribe to Success With Music. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. Hey, give us a review so that we can keep the content coming. And just as a reminder, go over to our main page, successwithmusic.com, and just take a look at the Master Melody course. If it's not a fit for you at this time, not a big deal, because we always got free content on the podcast. But if it is something that you're looking to get into, the premium version of our course will allow for us to review one of your songs and give you direct and detailed feedback. So again, it's worth the investment. Yo, share the podcast and check us out on the next episode.